Hey guys, how are you? This is Break Up Like a Boss here. We are going to break up with your bullshit. Um, so what if actually breaking up with limiting beliefs of your family, it is affecting breaking up with some limiting beliefs in your own life? So I've been a little bit obsessed lately about reading about transitional characters and how these characters are responsible for breaking up with the limiting beliefs that they had when they were growing up. So sometimes our own bullshit comes from generations and generations of the same behavior because we tend to repeat what our parents did and they did the same with their parents. So do you find yourself sometime actually having limiting beliefs from your parents or your grandparents or your aunt, your uncle or your cousins? Do you use the same communication style? Do you actually have the same lingo? You know, for example, something big in my family growing up was, you know, to play a safe and to always be a structure. And we have all the same Spanish that they obviously don't write in English that um, kind of play along with the culture of limiting beliefs in the whole Latin culture. Growing up, then I didn't realize that the limiting beliefs of my family perhaps were not just my family, but in fact, our culture, you know, when they tell you, for example, that you're going to be as good as the hand you hold to the altar for women, or, you know, that you have to play a good wife, or, for example, when they talk about the limiting beliefs about money, you know, they want you to be an individual that is really working hard because working hard means that you are a good human and they don't understand that working hard doesn't always equal to the fact that you're going to be successful, happy or fulfilled, right? So how many of you, for example, have your parents, they tell you, oh my God, you know, in order to be successful, happy and fulfilled, you have to be an attorney or a lawyer, you know, something secure, something that gives you an income, something that gives you a paycheck every two weeks. Guess what? The more I grew up, the more I realized that that is exactly what you shouldn't do. You know, you shouldn't jump into a career or a school or make decisions about your life thinking that, you know, you need a paycheck every two weeks because you're going to pay bills. That is not thinking abundance, right? So that limiting beliefs actually holds you back from achieving your greater good. And then what happens is that I've been interviewing uh, people lately in their 40s and 50s, you know, just now starting to live you know for example I talked to a friend that is uh, he used to be the president of a huge bank a very well-known one and now he tells me he's like wow this is what I've been waiting for now this is like what I really wanted to do I'm finally living my life and he's in his 50s you know so you mean to tell me that this guy from his 30s and his 40s he was not actually feeling alive why do we have to live in the limiting beliefs that our parents just put for us on a silver platter? Today, I urge you to break up with this bullshit because it really doesn't have to translate into the next generation that you're going to bring into the world if you are going to have children and you don't have to actually pass on that poison that has already poisoned your life. Now, something that I um, always admire is the families that actually encourage uh, creativity and freedom and just a little bit of wild behavior. So, for example, my parents are very traditional people, a little bit conservative, but they had something 
in them i don't know where they got it from and i think both of them actually broke the chains of limiting beliefs with their own families when they passed it on to me because the one thing they said they never said no to me they always said try something you know it's okay to make mistakes for example i think something very empowering it's okay to um you know feel pain of failure you can always try harder and they never said no to me in the sense they always wanted me to try something new now this is a little tricky topic because you can go a little bit into the wild card and then just you know want to do too many things try too many options and just get a little bit lost in translation but you do have to break up with the limiting beliefs of your family that are holding you back to actually be who you really want to be i have a few cousins they are very successful and they make a lot of money in their career but they are not happy why because they chose careers they were fulfilling for you know whatever the family was expecting them to do the limited beliefs are going to break you down and they're going to only make the rest of the family unhappy and then you're going to translate this into new relationships with new members of your family or your own children so i've been reading lately about transitional characters and i'm going to read you something that i found here So a transitional character is the one who in a single generation changes the entire course of a lineage. So imagine that. People think that you are going to be just like your parents or you're going to be just like your grandparents. But you have the power to actually change your future, your past. I always tell people, your past doesn't have to be your future. And don't talk and manifest things of the future that didn't happen yet as if they were truth if they didn't happen yet they're not actual truth the changes might be for good or ill but the most noteworthy examples are those individuals who grow up in an abusive emotionally destructive environment and who somehow find a way to metabolize the poison and refuse to pass it on to their children how fascinating is that so we can actually actually metabolize the poison and refuse to pass it on to our children we can change the destiny of how the family life and our family culture is going to be so transitional characters typically refute the observation that abused children become abusive parents that the children of alcoholics become alcoholic adults that the sins of the fathers are visited upon the heads of children of the third and fourth generation the contribution to humanity is no filtered to the destructiveness of their own lineage so that the generation downstream will have a supportive foundation upon which to build productive lives how fascinating is that so i have observed a few people lately that are so different with their parents and i'm always i was admired this trait because it actually takes conscious effort and a lot of discipline to break the mold and to break the pattern at some point you have to become an adult grow up and say hey you know what these are my parents this is me they're both they're both adults just like me they're human they're going to make mistakes and i'm okay with that i forgive them i accept that and i'm willing to move on and i'm willing to understand that maybe on their age if they're a little bit older 
or from a specific cultural background, they are not going to change, you know, and I accept that. But I also I also acknowledge the fact that I don't have to be like them. So if my parents make certain mistakes, I'm okay with that because we're all human. We're not perfect. Right. But you also don't have to make the same mistakes as them. So you have to really be sharp. And when you become an adult and stop looking for the approval of your parents, write this down. Once you become an adult, you actually know this because you stop looking for the approval of your parents. They come not in first place when it comes to fulfilling a dream, a goal, an aspiration, but they actually become uh, more of the expectators and into the backseat, you know, because you know what people respect? People respect when you have the balls to do your own thing, to um, define your own destiny and to take control of your decisions. And even your parents will do so, trust me, especially if you're an adult who is independent who has free will and who also has independence economically, financially, and you're successful in fulfilling your career and your life and every aspect. So in order to become a transitional character, there are certain things that you need to watch for. So for example, develop a vision of yourself as a transitional character, meaning seeing yourself successfully changing negative family patterns again limiting beliefs they can keep you focused on your goal to be a transitional character rather than a simple transmitter of damaging behavior this damaging behavior must die you cannot trans transfer that poison into the new generations and by doing so you have to um come from a higher point in perspective as far as you're changing not just your family because the family is the nucleus of society. You're actually changing society and the world as a whole. When you change yourself, you're changing your family and your family is the core of society. And I always talk about social responsibility because you have a responsibility to society for all of us to make this world a better place. So... Something else is to build supportive relationships with strong adults. Building a supportive relationship with at least one emotionally healthy adult, especially someone with a strong family background, is an important way you can find help in becoming transitional character. Now, it's very key when you come from a dysfunctional family that you find either an uncle or a grandfather or like some sort of like male or female figure. You know, I grew up, for example, in a very matriarch. Uh, female powerful women image behavior so for me you know I always admire very uh, strong women because that's the background that I had but try to find that solid core you know the column that is going to hold the structure together and really attach yourself to that because like I said you always need to like you need to be the glue that is going to hold everything together if this does not you just yet you can always find that one person in the family that is kind of the matriarch or the patriarch and it's going to help you um, achieve this so life altering changes are difficult to make alone but when you receive support from someone else such as a spouse grandparent teacher a minister it's much easier to interrupt abusive family patterns so even if you don't find this in your immediate family, sometimes someone very close to you could be a really good friend or a family friend or a distant relative. You never know where you're going to find support. But if you are out there looking for it, support is going to find you. This person or mentor, um, you can counteract and work together uh, about the natural tendencies to simply repeat family patterns. For example, one father found they had a, a tendency to, to react with anger to the 
demanding cries of his toddler son. Now remember, anger comes because we communicate either out of love or out of out of anger, right? If we communicate out of anger, it's because we've been hurt, right? You need to find the root of the problem. Why are you communicating? out of anger and where is this hurt coming from like at what point would you damage yourself that this little toddler is bothering you so much right so for example he also found himself being too physically harsh with his son now this is something that is really touching me lately and i'm trying to investigate a little bit more because i find it abusive parents especially father figure with their male sons it's something so damaging to their self-esteem that it affects their relationships even with the opposite sex at different levels i'm living this right now in a very close um proximity to me and i'm becoming obsessed with this topic but just watch out for all these signs because um you never know how these reactions are actually altering people really close to you you know um and if you are communicating out of anger to your son you need to find out why that anger is there because it's not your son it's because you've been hurt at some point and you need to break that pattern because trust me that is not a healthy pattern to trans to transmit so for example his wife intervened and throughout discussion together the husband realized he was treating his son as his older brothers had treated him in their single parent home this awakening through a supportive relationship was crucial as the father sought to become more patient and gentle with his son, reversing the pattern model in his own family. So, for example, in this case, you see how this father was actually just transmitting the same things that happened in his home life. If you become aware of these things and you're actually looking for you know the things that really you th- that affect your day-to-day basis and how you grew up especially at, ver- at a very young age and you're not just like that your parents are not perfect and they're going to make mistakes just like that you probably will as well with your own children then this releases and relieves you from all the stress that you can actually cause to somebody else how and why because you are aware and once you're aware you know it's just not enough to know you have to know how you have to know how to take actions and make the changes necessary so be deliberate about making changes negative family patterns are difficult to break if you want to become a transitional character you'll be more successful if you have a conscious plan outlining the specific behavior you want to change and how you will go about fulfilling your plan some professionals call this process re-scripting and you know what I've been reading something very interesting about this whole relearning process. I think it's smarter to say unlearning. Because if you think about it, when you're a baby, right, and you're brought into this world, you don't have any of the poison in you yet. So why don't we, instead of putting more stuff in our head, we unlearn what we learned when we were we were little you know reprogramming is a good way to put it but the more and more i read and research about it i want to unlearn the things from my past because i will not let my past define my future i will not speak about the future like it already happened either especially if it's negative you can talk about the future in a positive way as if it already happened to train your body and your mind to believe in your reality but you should not be speaking negative truth that negative facts that didn't happen yet as if they were truth right um 
So writing down and then role playing what you would do when faced with real life scenarios. You can role play with your new script, quote unquote, with the supportive adult mentioned earlier. Rehearse the script over and over again and be patient with yourself as you practice a new pattern in real life situations. It takes time to establish new patterns and behavior. So what is a habit, right? A habit is a constant repetition of something and that creates a behavior and an attitude and this creates ultimately your destiny because your personality creates your ultimate reality right so i i hate to sound cliche but because i have tested this in the past few months with myself and with the own changes in my life if you do something repeatedly trust me your body will become the unconscious mind and it will operate automatically as like even knowing better than the conscious mind it's, it's something crazy that repetitive behavior especially if you're trying to break a mold and start a new habit and start a new memory in your mind it's very important that you repeat it over and over again say it out loud because changing these patterns or habits they're going to become your ultimate and new reality only by repetition because your body is like the unconscious mind and you need to be able to train it as if it was your pet because in the end of the day you are the master of your mind and you're the master of your body celebrate family rituals establishing family rituals is a good way to provide a sense of unity and constancy to family members rituals can provide stability to a family when problems come up Rituals include regular meals together and even once in a week set aside for family fun, bedtime stories, holiday traditions, blah, blah, blah. The, the most effective these rituals need to be observed when the family times are tough. I cannot stress enough how important rituals are. You know, not just in the family life, but now that we're talking about limited beliefs in family life and uh, the family culture, the same way a company has a company culture and you have your vision, you know, and your mission statement and you have your anthem and maybe like a song or something that you repeat over and over. I mean, think about it. Even football teams, basketball teams, they have their own rituals, their own colors, what they wear, what they don't wear, how they eat, how they train, right? The same way you have to think of your family as your team this is your team you're gonna play with your team your family is your team in society so you have to establish rituals that are so you that whatever memory distant far or whatever you are physically it's gonna remind you of them for example something very simple i have a family chat with my own family right and we encourage each other with whatever it is that we're doing that day. You know, we religiously talk every morning to say what we have going on in the morning. You know, we have something important, something big. We are so aware and in tune with everything happening in our schedules that it's scary. You know, we are extremely involved. We use the family chat because, you know, I travel a lot. You know, my parents are not here or my sister lives in another state. So we use this family chat to really cultivate our ritual that we know every morning what each member of the family is doing now it's very important that this immediate family is also in tune with other relatives you know 
through my mom, I keep in touch with, you know, my cousins, my aunt, my uncle. And this really improves the family culture because you have to find that family member. In this case, for example, is my mother. That is the glue of the family. You always have to find that the column that is going to hold the structure together, the glue of the family. A lot of people have this um, character in a group of friends and I'm sure you can find this in your family as well but your immediate family has to have certain rituals for example we go on vacation once a year I usually go every other Sunday to brunch with my parents or you know I go visit my sisters once I can or you know just find a ritual that is very you for example religious holidays for us have become a huge party you know we actually do parties together we try to celebrate the little things in life you know um graduation or you know like um citizenship or you know like even losing weight we try to make it a party because part of the rituals is celebrating life you know what life is a party and you are invited so next create a healthy emotional distance i cannot stress enough how important it is to distance yourself emotionally even when you live in the same home you can be emotionally detached from the people in the next room all of you all of us are influenced by the people we spend time with right if your family of origin is particularly negative consider distancing yourself so their impact in your own life is minimized I always tell this to people, if you think your family is affecting you in the wrong way, you know, you were born in a family without asking to be born in that family. You were born in it, right? So think about it this way, that because it was not up to choice, it was like done for you, basically. You have to be able to distance yourself from all other negative beliefs and the bad energy because they're not perfect. Again, if you're not able to influence the energy in the room, then healthy distance is exactly what you need. So, um, consider this just yourself from your family. Um, it's usually not necessary to completely cut ties, but carefully evaluate the situation and keep the distance you need to do so that you don't unintentionally perpetuate harmful family behavior. Remember, you have to be close enough and involved enough to make it healthy and productive and a positive relationship but it's life like anything else is a push and pull you know and these relationships with your family can be also push and pull you need to be aware that you know when their energy is going to hurt you you need to be like the turtle you go into your little casket and then you hide there or like the little crab they go into their little hole on the beach you can safeguard your own energy by knowing and being aware of when to pull away uh, something funny also is that people said that marrying later in, in age, an older age of marriage, like, you know, early 20s and older in higher education contribute to a happier and more stable marriage. I could not agree more with this. You know, if you started your relationship in your teens or your early 20s and you married that person, by the time that you come into your 30s, I can assure you, you will not be the same human walking on earth so the later you marry the probable the, the probability of you sustaining that relationship is better because by 35 we all have already a certain personality and 95 percent of our emotions and who we are is already defined only five percent is up to change and chance so the later you marry in life the more you know yourself and the more you get to know the other person because 
you know who you are. It's not just about what you want and what you do. It's who you become, right? By waiting longer to marry, persons from negative home environments allow themselves more time to practice and establish healthy behavior patterns. Again, like if you wait a little bit longer, your partner most likely, if you know you're not choosing a super young partner at this point, they are going to be more in tune with who they are and they're going to be a little bit more self-developed, right? It's not just about... Um, doing things in graduating schools or anything like that it's about becoming someone you know you have to like who you are you have to like the person in the mirror as well so read good books about family life the more you know about what makes a healthy family the better the reading is a good way to learn if you come from a troubled family you didn't see many positive behaviors in your home you can learn healthier ways of interacting from good books and by trying out ideas from these books into your relationships. I always tell people that it's not just enough to know, but to actually to know how to take action. So when you find a topic, you know, become obsessed with it. Understand that your own mental health is going to depend on how you correlate and have the relationship with your own family. So read a few books, audiobooks, podcasts, whatever you it is that you want to do. But make sure that you apply this into your practical daily life. It's not just enough to know, but you have to apply it into your daily life. And hey, maybe recommend a book to your sister or your brother or your cousin or your mom or your grandma. You know, you never know. At some point, it might stick. Just because they say no once or no to change once, it doesn't mean the answer is going to stay the same. Join organizations that can help. All of us tend to become like the people we spend time with. So it's a good idea to be around people that we want to emulate. Since volunteer organizations usually attract good people, consider volunteering. Or you might join a group that serves your community or participate in religious community. Some organizations are more effective than others, so evaluate the best, what best meets your needs. When you share a hobby and when you share like a sport together or a ritual together, you know, it's better, better and more effective bonding time with your family. The same way that you go to the nail salon with your girlfriends or that you go to the movie theater with your husband, find the ritual and, you know, find a way to stimulate quality time with your family members. If it's faith, if it's going to church on Sunday, if it's going to brunch on Sunday, whatever it is, try to find you know, people that are having a happier, healthier lifestyle than you and copy it. You know, that is the highest way to, um, I totally like skipped it now, but that is the, that that is the best way to become who you want to be. Visualize it and copy the things that you like from other inspiring and developed humans. Get education. Right now you have no excuse. There's so many tools online for free with, you know, personal coaches, one-on-one, you know, like uh, family universities, behavioral science, uh, emotional intelligence seminars. There's so many self-development tools that you can use to find that education to create, to clearly make you a wiser person and help you make wiser choices. It doesn't matter your study as long as you're using your mind and developing your intellect. Learn that you always have to be learning. And even if you are already, you know, fulfilling your career, you're already a mother or a father and you already feel that you accomplished so much in your life, there's always room for improvement. Even taking a few classes here and there or make it a point to go to a self-development seminar once a year, you know, it's never it's never too late and you never 
can learn enough, right? You can always have room for improvement. Get additional help if needed. Don't be afraid to call the therapist. This has been huge for me, especially while I was going through divorce. I was always skeptical of the therapist because I thought it was only for crazy people. But guess what? Don't be afraid to actually call for professional help because this can really mean, you know, this can really put you in the magic zone. Um, If your family members are not really in tune with therapists, maybe try to use a different name or try to use like a counselor or, you know, someone in your church or someone in your, I don't know, private club, whatever it is that works for you. Don't be afraid to get a fresh third eye because they will have a neutral opinion on it. And you know what they say is your truth, my truth, my version, your version, and then there is the truth in reality. So don't be afraid to get a third person involved or, you know, a counselor or professional because they will give you a fresh star, a fresh eye and a fresh opinion on something that you've been dealing with. So we know families are not perfect, but understand that cultivating the family culture is as important as cultivating a corporate culture actually more important because the family is the core of society so when you think about okay how much time am i investing in my fitness how much time am i investing in my self-development or our work you should be investing the same amount of effort and time in cultivating your family life because remember family is everything and breaking up with your bullshit is also breaking up with their limiting beliefs because you can change society by changing your family life. Alrighty, guys. Have a good night. Bye.